Good evening. Please let me know if you can't hear me. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Nice to be back. It's been a bit of a break over the Yom Nirayim and Sukkot. And we haven't managed to get together as a regular Monday night share. But for those who have forgotten, we are busy working our way through the halachas of Hilchas Brochus. <clears throat> as we know, the halachas of Hilchas Brochus are extremely complex. We have began and tried to elaborate on the halachas of Birchus Apeiris, and we've spoken about the halachas of Shahakol and Hadoma, and even Birchus Mezoinus. We began to discuss in the previous shurim what we said we'd do when we come back. Now, after Yom Tov, was we'll start learning the halachas of bread. Pas, lechem. What brachas one makes on bread and the different parameters of what's called bread, what's the definition of bread, and how what ramifications it has on practical halacha on the hilchas brachas when it comes to bread. Now, most of us think that bread is a very simple item, it's bread, you make bread, you make hamotzi, and at the end of the, you finish your meal, you say bichas hamozen, you say a three brachas, min ha one bracha midrabonon, if you eat a kezayis or kebetz of bread, then you say bichas hamozen midrabonon, if you eat a kedei severe of bread, you eat, you say bichas hamozen min the first three brachas are min and the fourth one is always midrabonon. And that should really be the end of Shir, and we should really close down and say, that's Shir tonight, and have a really good night, see you again in two weeks. However, I'm afraid bread is much more complicated than that. For example, before we even begin to discuss bread, cake is really bread. Cake is not considered cake. We look at cake as under the banner of Bichas Mazonus, though the brocha of cake is Mazonus, but cake really is under the banner of bread. It's not under the banner of what we, what we discuss up until now, Maisa Kadeira Mazonus. Bread is a very vast subject, and there's many different types of bread. There's many different angles to bread. What I'm going to do tonight is go through the background to bread and some of the different definitions of bread. What is called bread, what isn't called bread. We will come to some practical halacha, but not enormous amount of it. And then in the next year, we'll move on to the definition of cake, which is described as pas habar bekisnen. We'll explain what that means in a moment. <laughs> and then we'll come back to different parameters, different breads, and different practical examples of what's called bread, and when bread is when bread is uh, exactly hamoitzi, when bread is mazonis, etc. You hear? <laughs> no, darling, I'm in my dressing room on the couch. Yeah, okay, well, Hashem, how are you? Right, sorry about that. Let's make a start. So, bread, of course, is, bread is, as we know, is bread. Bread is lechem, bread is pas, and in the Hebrew word, the terminology of bread is lechem, in the Aramaic it's called pas, uh, so we will move from the word lechem to the word pas across the, the different shurim as when we're discussing bread, because when we're quoting a terminology that's mentioned in the Gemara, we will often use the word pas, 
when we're talking about sukkim, etc., we might use lechem. The actual bracha, which is in Hebrew, is hamotzi lechem min haaretz. We make a bracha of hamotzi lechem min haaretz. The amount of bread you need to eat in order to make the bracha, the bracha rishayim, the bracha achreina, etc., we will discuss that when we learn the parameters of hilchas suda But today we want to discuss what is a definition of bread. And there's four conditions, four separate conditions that actually define bread as bread. The first one is, it's got to be made out of the chamesha saminim. It's got to be made from the five grains, and we'll go through the five grains again in a moment. The second condition, it has to be baked. Now, I'm saying that with a little bit of hesitation, because we will explain in a few moments, there is one option, perhaps, where perhaps, and we'll see a bit later, where even if it's not baked, it may still be considered bread, and the bracha may still be hamoiti, but we'll have to discuss that a bit later in the year. What is the definition of baked versus cooked? We'll come back to that again in a few moments. It has to have the third condition. It has to have the form of bread. If it doesn't take on the form of bread, even if it fulfills the other conditions, it's not considered bread, and you will not make a brach of hamotzi. The fourth condition, which is really an extension of the third, though it's a category unto itself, is that bread has to have a certain thickness to it. If it's very thin, then it does not have the status of bread. So those are the four conditions in just as a general outline. And we're going to go through one by one and define and explain and elaborate a little bit more on each of those conditions and some other aspects of the definition of bread, what's called bread. Something that moves away from the category of bread will then, re- most, most, most cases, will have a bracha of, of, of mazonis. It will have a bracha of mazonis beforehand and a bracha of, and the bracha of al-hamichyo as an afterbracha. If it has the status of bread, it'll have the bracha of hamotzi beforehand and the bracha of, and, and the birchas hamozen as an afterbracha. But in order to fit into the category of bread, it must have four, not one of them, but all four of those conditions. It's got to be chameshes minidogam, it's got to be baked, it's got to be a type of bread that looks like bread, it's got to have a form of bread, and it's got to be a, a certain element of thickness to it, because if it doesn't have the element of thickness, then it loses its status of bread. So let's go through them one by one and elaborate a little bit more. So understandably, bread has to come from chameshes aminim. Bread has to be made out of flour. And when we say from chameshes aminim, we mean flour. If you make bread out of whole grain and the grain is not ground, that's not bread. It'll be a dish of grain. It won't be a dish of bread. Bread is flour made out of one of the five grains, which has then been mixed together with water or perhaps another liquid, which we will discuss at a later date, or with any liquid, but let's stick to water because that solves and takes us out of controversial issues, so we'll stick to water. It's mixed together with water and is made into a type of a mixture. Now, there are two types of mixtures that you can make with flour and water. You can have what's known as a belila ava, what we call a belila ava, a thick mixture. A thick mixture means a dough-like mixture. You take your flour and your water and the consistency of flour to water is such that the flour is the majority, the water is the minority, but the water binds together the flour and it becomes a dough-like mixture. Dough-like mixture doesn't actually have to be a dough-like mixture like dough of bread, but it's what we call a belila ava, a thick mixture, rather than a thin mixture, a thick mixture. We have also what's known as a belila rako, a thin mixture. That would be what we m- most likely compare to a cake batter. 
you, you're making a sponge cake. So you'll have what's known as a cake batter. It's, it'll be a blila raka. It's, it can pour. It's, uh, it's much more liquidy. The consistency is much more liquidy rather than a bread, bread dough, which is a very thick consistency. Both of these, when baked, will be considered bread. And you will have to make hamoitzi lechem and bichas hamazon as a bracha achreina. Please do not get nervous because we will discuss cakes and everything, why a cake is not a bread and why we only make a mazonis. We will come back to that not tonight, but we will come back to that hopefully next, in two weeks' time. And as the winter progresses and gets uh, happier and happier, we will cover more ground in, in defining cake and bread. That's a complex subject, cake and bread. And when is cake cake? And when is cake bread? And when do I make hamotzi on cake? And when do I make mazonis on bread? Is quite complex, and we will discuss it as clearly as we can. So do not get nervous by some of the terminology I'll be using tonight, and start wondering. So why do I make a bracha on this hamotzi, or why do I make a bracha on this mazonis? Don't change any brachas until we've clarified all the halachas of hamotzi bread and all the halachas of mazonis. And when you're clear, and hopefully you'll realize that you'll be making the correct brachas over the last however many years you've been saying brachas. So it has to be a batter or a dough, a belila raka or a belila ava, made out of the chameshes mini dogam. Chameshes mini dogam is either chita, which is wheat, soira, which is barley, shubaylis shua, which is oats, kusmin, which is spelt, or shifon, which is rye. Any of the five grains, wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye, ground into a flour mixed with water, turned into a batter or a dough, then baked, is considered bread. And when you eat that, you would have to make hamotzi beforehand, and you'd have to say bechas hamazon as a bracha achreina. And that's something that most of us understand. That's basic bread. You add a little bit of sugar in it, you add a little bit of salt in it, and you put a bit of oil in it to give it some sort of, of taste. Or if you have um, sourdough bread, you'll have nothing in it other than basically flour and water, maybe a touch of salt if you're really daring. But that is what bread is. Bread is flour, water, mixed together into a batter or dough and baked. The second condition is that bread has to be baked rather than cooked. Meaning, baked means it's got to be this dough or this batter has to be put into an oven. Or it could be actually baked on top of a gas stove if it's baked in a frying pan without any oil in it. Meaning, it's cooked. The definition of cooked is something that's cooked on the stove in liquid or in an oven in liquid. That's the definition of cooked. So when I take a piece of meat and I put it in some liquid, in some water, and I cook it on the stove, that's a cooked piece of meat. If I take a piece of meat and I put it in the oven in a tin without any liquid, that's a roasted piece of meat. Now, it may actually produce its own liquid and then cook afterwards. But the definition between what defines a cooked item versus a Baked item is once cooked in liquid and baked is cooked without liquid. It's baked just without any liquid in between the pot and the item that you're cooking. So baking doesn't actually have to be in the oven. Baking can be anywhere. But as long as it's baked without any liquid, that's considered baked. So if I take my dough and I put it in a frying pan without any oil in it, or even if I had a tiny bit of oil just to stop it burning, but the oil is not going to actually add anything to the batter and to the dough. It's not going to change the the item that I'm baking here. And I put it in the frying pan and I cooked it there. That would be called bread. Bread, that would be called baked bread. And of course, if I take a, a dough or a batter and I put it in the oven and I bake it, that's called baked bread. And then my broch would be hamotzi and bari minimazonis. If I cook bread, 
I take a batter and I cook it, then technically speaking, I will not be making bread. I'll be making what's known as a maise kadeira, a dish which is cooked, which we discussed in the previous shurim, that the halacha of a maise kadeira, a cooked item, is that it carries a bracha of and not hamaisi. However, and this is where life gets a bit complicated. If we're discussing a belilo raka, if we're discussing a liquid batter, then there's a big difference between a cooked and a baked item. A cooked item will definitely only be a mezoinus. Mezo- so if you took a liquid batter and put it in some, some liquid and cooked it on, I don't know, there must be some dish out there, something like that. You take a, a cake batter and, and you pour it into hot water and it cooks it. Don't ask me, something in Switzerland will probably come up with some idea like that. And you cook your, your bread like that and then it becomes whatever it becomes. Then the broch will be mezoinus, no question about it. Where there is a little discussion in halacha, and this is very interesting, and it'd be relevant to what we what we what we describe as donuts, but I do say to you as a precursor to what I'm about to explain to you now, do not think about donuts at the moment. We will come back to donuts when we talk about pas habar bekisnin. I do not want to discuss donuts today, but I'm using donuts just as an example. If you have a what's known as a belila ava, a thick dough, a belila ava. And you cooked that belila ava, then there's a machlek, there's a discussion in Shulchan Aruch, the Machabe himself quotes two opinions, whether the condition of bread, the condition of needing to be baked applies here or does not apply. And the background to that discussion is as follows. If I have a thick batter, I have a bread, bread dough, and it's just a bread dough, and I intended to make this bread dough to make donuts to cook it. Do I have a chiyav chala on that dough? Do I not have a chiyav chala? And that is a discussion in, in the Gemara. And we paskani have a chiyav chala, or with some machlekes, but there are those who paskani have a chiyav chala. And therefore, there's one opinion who says, since when I make my bread dough, it is considered chala already, because I'm obligated to take and separate chala from this dough. Therefore, whatever I do to it afterwards does not destroy the definition of bread. So if I take a dough and I make a donut out of it, technically speaking, maybe I should be making hamotzi. Why we don't make hamotzi on donuts, we will dis- discuss that, as I said, at a later date, Be'ezus Hashem, not tonight. However, the, the Shohanach himself gives a second view, which says that even if you make a dough base, it's dough, a mixture of a, a dough mixture, and you cook it, since you've cooked it, it does not contain, it does not retain its status of bread, and it becomes now a mezainus, a cake. It's not a bread. And therefore the broth would be, would be mezainus and not a maitzi. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't actually tell us how to paskin, and he says that a yerei shamayim, somebody who is faithful of God, faithful of, of a little bit, of, has a bit of yerei shamayim, he should be careful, and he should not eat this type of item, which has been bait, which has a dough base, but cooked unless you're eating it in the middle of a meal. Ramar says, the minig is to be make mezoinus on it, but he also agrees that Yerusha Maim shouldn't eat such an item unless it's in the middle of a meal. The advantage of it being in the middle of a meal, as we will discuss, as Hashem, when we learn halachas of Suda, which is an extension to the halachas of bread, is that usually, in most cases, but you need certain parameters, any item that's eaten in the middle of a meal doesn't need to have a bracha set on it because the bracha you make on the bread at the beginning of the meal will absolve any other brachas of all the food that's part of your meal. So if you have this donut, and I'm going to call it a donut just for want of another name, 
Right? You, you have this donut in the middle of a meal. As part of your meal, you would not need to make a broker on it. And I'm therefore, I've just removed myself from the doubt of the Shulchan Aruch, and I've managed to extradite myself from the discussion and got myself out of a, a sticky corner. Excuse the pun. But... Practically speaking, donuts are Amazonas for a different reason, and therefore I don't really want to talk about donuts tonight. But that concept that bread can only be if it's baked and not if it's cooked is only 100% true with regards to a belila raka, a liquid batter. But if it's a dough base, if it's a dough, not a liquid batter, then there's a discussion if you cook that afterwards, whether that's still considered a mazonis or do we still, does it still retain its status of bread and the bracha would be hamotzi. And as we said, the halacha is that the minig is to make a mazonis on it, but the yereshamai should be careful. We then need to understand that bread, I'm going to talk about the Third condition. The third condition is it has to have a toya lechem. It has to look like bread. An example of something that perhaps does not look like bread, and we'll come back to this a bit later many times in different scenarios, but the simplest example would be if you made from a dough, you made croutons. So you made tiny little croutons. You had a dough and you rolled it into little squares. I'm not quite sure how you do that. You had a cutter and you cut it into little squares and you put them in your oven and you baked them and baked them until they were hard enough to be considered croutons. A crouton, a tiny little crouton does not take on the form of bread. It doesn't look like bread. When it comes out, it looks like a crouton. It does not look like a bread. And therefore, if you made a dough, and from the dough you made croutons, and that's fundamentally different to making croutons from bread, which we will discuss a bit later, making croutons from dough as a, 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 a dough base and then baked as, as croutons, that probably does not have a taya lechem, does not look like bread, and therefore we can make a mezainus on it. Now, why we make mezainus on our croutons is a different reason. Our croutons are made primarily from bread. They're made out of bread, and then the bread is cut into squares and then baked into toast, into a crouton, into a, a, to harden it so it should become like a crouton. That's a different reason why we make a, a mazonis rather than a hamotzi. But if you made it out of a dough, the simple reason why you'd make a mazonis is because it does not have the form of bread to it. Then the fourth condition, which is more or less an extension of the third, is it's got to be pas ovo. It's got to be thick bread. It's got to be thick bread. Now, the Shulchan Aruch talks about two types of, two examples of breads that are thin. And they describe them as turisa and truknin. These are ancient breads, which are mentioned in the Gemara. Ancient types of breads made in the time of Chazal, probably in Iraq somewhere. It was a type of a pita bread. Turisa is tesvav reish yud sof aleph. Turisa. And truknin is tes Reish vav kuf nun yud nun. These are two different types of thin breads. The most modern example that we can actually we can compare to a truk chorisa and a truknin, and in fact, in the later achrenim, they actually describe them as such. Would be a blintzer or a pancake. Now, I've, differ- I've differentiated between the two, between a blintzer and a pancake, because we're going to come to some difference between the two a bit later. But at the moment, we're going to co- bracket them in the same category, and we're going to co- talk about pancakes and blintzers, turisa and truknin, which are considered a thin batter, which is poured over a oven, or in this case, poured over a frying pan, or poured over a waffle maker, or poured over a, a, a whatever type of maker you would like. The, that would be considered 
a uh, yeah, I was thin, talking to Mayor about it. That would be considered a thin. That would be considered a thin bread, and therefore one would not make a bracha of a mitzvah. One would make a bracha of mizaynus. So yes, if you're having a blintzer, even though blintz might be made out of water and flour, nowadays we actually make other add, add other ingredients into blintzers. But let's assume you made a blintz out of water and flour, and then you added your cheese inside afterwards, or whatever you added inside, or your potato. Then the, you might turn around and say, "Well, I made it out of flour and water, and it's baked because it went onto a frying pan or into a, a blintz maker." or into the oven without any other liquid there, and therefore it should be considered bread. And the answer is, since it's a thin bread, it's end, the, end, the end product is a thin bread, therefore we make a bracha of mazonis and not hamoitz. Pasa Baba Kisnin, as we mentioned, Pasa Baba Kisnin is, literal translation is bread that comes with pockets. Now we're going to discuss, there's a number of opinions in the definition of pasabobakisnin. What defines bread as bread which comes in pockets? But the overall understanding behind whichever opinion you would like to pick, and we will discuss them all because they're all relevant to halacha, is that pasabobakisnin is a type of bread that one does not normally eat a large proportion of. So when, when, I was eating, when, one, when one is eating a suda, when one is eating a meal, one has what's known as in, an amount of bread that one is kevea suda on. An amount of bread that one would normally fix a meal over. So you don't have a, a meal on a half a piece of bread. An average person does not eat a half a piece of bread in a meal. They eat a little bit more than that. But you may have a half a piece of cake. So something that one doesn't normally eat, uh, eat in large proportions is considered pas haba bekisnin. Pas haba bekisnin. Uh, if you're looking for something that's com- considered Passover Kisnin according to all opinions, which we will discuss when we discuss Passover Kisnin in the coming year, uh, probably bakala, this Syrian uh, type of cake, which is made out of uh, pastry and filled with nuts and, uh, and very sweet uh, filling, plus it's very hard. Uh, you have all the conditions of Passover Kisnin. That's a type of item that is bread, but it's a bread that you do not eat a lot of it. You can't eat a lot of bakala. If you do, you probably end up feeling sick. So you can only eat small amounts of it. That type of bread, Chazal said, you do not need to make a bracha of hamotzi, but rather you make a bracha of mazainis and alamechi afterwards. I've given you one example, because that's the example that anybody who's listening, and whatever background you come from, and whichever opinion of Passover Kisnin you're going to be following, you will be making a mazainis on that. And it's also a very simple example where you can understand that you can't eat a lot of it. It's usually brought at the end of a meal, as a dessert or, or even after your bench when you're sitting around Friday night around the table and you're schmoozing so you bring out some small petty fours you'll bring a little bit of bakla there's a limit to how much you're going to eat of that and that's how Rashi describes Passover Kisnin an item that's brought towards the end of the meal as a, 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 a post-meal snack and it's something that you can't eat a lot of though the definition of Passover Kisnin according to Rashi isn't quite bakla we will discuss those a bit later so there we have the background to the different types of bread the four conditions which are relevant in order to, to turn bread into bread the the Passover Kisnin which is also a bread but does not carry a brach of, of Hamosi it carries a brach of Mazonis and we'll now go through some of the different practicalities relevant to these conditions that we've discussed till now Something that doesn't carry the four conditions, 
as we've mentioned, will will have a bracha of mezayin. That's not how much see. And then it makes no difference how much you eat of those items. You will always only make a mezayinus. Whereas in certain cases, as we will see later, when you might make a mezayinus on it, for for example, pasabarba kisnin, you will only make a mezayinus. But if you eat a very lot of it, then you actually have to make hamaytzi. So if you kaveya suda, you eat an amount which is called a kaveya suda, the amount that one would normally eat a, a in a meal, then one would actually make hamaytzi. However, when it comes to the four conditions, except for the except for one, except for something which is an item which is thin, which we'll come back to in a moment, if you're missing any of the four conditions other than the fourth, you will never make hamotzi. So if it's not from the chameshes minim, you will never make hamotzi. If it's not baked, other than the case that we discussed, you will always make mezainus, and you will never make hamotzi, irrelevant of how much you eat. And if it doesn't have a form of bread, if you're eating croutons, and you just like stand there and eat the croutons out the uh, the, the box and out of the packet, and you just manage to nash your way through a whole packet of croutons, it makes no difference. You will only make a mezainus, and you will never make hamotzi, irrelevant of eating large amounts of those items. However, when it comes to the fourth condition, that it must be thick and not thin, then there's a slight difference depending on the thickness of the bread. Meaning as follows. Something which is very thin, an item of bread which is very thin, you can eat as much of it as you like, and you will never need to make a bracha of hamotzi, you will only make a bracha of mezainus. If, however, it has an element of thickness to it, then if you eat a large amount of it, you would have to make hamotzi. So if we talk about Teresa and Truknin, the Teresa, the Tesvav Resh Yud Sof Aleph, that bread is very thin. That's the type of bread that was made, both of them are made out of a Belila Raka, out of a thin, out of a batter. And if both of them are poured over a hot plate, so either over the oven or over a pan or today over a waffle maker or a pancake maker, it makes no difference. But they were poured over a large area, so they were very, very thin. Then you can eat as many of those as you like. You never need to make a bracha of hamotzi. You'll only make a bracha of mezainus. However, if you're eating truknin, which is again, as we said, tesreish vav kuf nun yud nun truknin, that's a little bit thicker. That's a slightly thicker type of bread. Again, it's made out of a, out of a belila rako. It's made out of a thin batter. And it's made exactly the same way, poured over the oven, but poured over a much smaller area or a more contained area or perhaps poured over a, a hot metal. In those days, you can imagine they had these small little hot metals and they would pour the batter over it and perhaps shut the lid on. And uh, the heat of the two metals would, would make that blila raka, that liquid that's now inside, harden and bake and it would become a slightly thicker perhaps, or I'm not sure exactly which one would be considered thicker, but it would be considered a slightly thicker then you'd have to make a bracha of hamotzi if you ate large amounts of it. Now, it's very difficult because the halacha and the gemara chazal and the gemara and the shokhanach doesn't give us a definition of what's called thin and what's called slightly thicker. Because both of these are thin. Both of these, when you eat small amounts, definitely carry a bracha of mezainus. The question just is, at what level of thickness? Is it one millimeter? Is it one and a half millimeters? Is it two millimeters? We have absolutely no idea. The Sam Poskim would like to suggest that there's a difference between blinsers and pancakes, that a blinser would be considered a turisa because it's very thin. A crepe, a blinser is very thin. And therefore, you can eat as many of those as you like, and you will only make a mezainus, whereas a pancake is a little bit thicker. 
uh, there's many different types of pancakes on the market today. English pancakes, French pancakes, American pancakes. I don't really know the difference between them all. I'm sorry. I apologize if uh, anybody has some understanding better than I do. I'm sure you do. Then you may understand what I'm saying. But pancakes come in different thicknesses. So I don't know if one can generalize today. But the Poskin would like to suggest that blinces and crepes are very thin. And even if they're made with just flour and water, they will only be considered mazonis, irrelevant of how many you eat. Pancakes are made a bit thicker. So if you made a pancake out of flour and water, uh, where the majority of the the ingredients was flour and water, you may add a little bit of something else to give it a bit more of a taste. That pancake may be considered bread. You you make a mezainas because it's thin. It's still considered thin. In comparison to a normal bread, it's considered thin. But if you ate a lot of it, it would be considered that you're eating enough that you should have to make hamoitzi. Now, the definition of thin and thick is very difficult to ascertain, as I said to you, because if you take a pita bread, that's pretty thin. And uh, I don't know, but maybe some pancakes are as thick as pita bread. So it's very hard to know what the definition of thin is and thick is. Pita bread is bread. And pita bread, everybody will tell you, looks like a bread uh, and has a tayalechem to it. Yet a pancake, they're suggesting the possible, it doesn't have a tayalechem. Maybe they're talking about thinner pancakes. I don't know how thick a pancake is. If you want to give some uh, shear, somebody offering to give a shear on different types of pancakes, I'm quite happy to step aside and give you the, the podium for a few minutes. But if you understand what I'm trying to get at, I don't really know the difference between thin and thin. There's thin and there's extra thin. Extra thin is Teresa. A little bit thicker than that is Teruknin. If they actually match with blinces and pancakes, I'm not sure. In modern day terms, both blinces and pancakes are not made out of just flour and water. There's, there's a majority of other ingredients and probably modern day pancakes are going under the category of Passababa Kisnin. But again, I'm not a cook and I may be spouting rubbish here when I say that. So if anybody wants to correct me, please do at a later date. Not quite now. Or you can send me a chat. But I won't read it until after this year anyway. So that gives us a bit of a background to the four conditions. We're going to discuss now, which is relevant as, as an extension to what we've discussed up until now. So we, we've, we have a certain level of clarity that in order for the broch of hamotzi to be made, in order for it to be considered bread, it has to have certain parameters. And we've discussed those parameters which define bread. What I want to discuss now is something which was bread. So I've made a bread. I took a flour and water. From the five grains, I made a dough. Let's talk about normal dough, thick bread dough. And I baked it in the oven and I made a bread. What will now, what do I need to do in order to destroy and remove the definition of bread from this item? So when I have a bread in front of me, I have a loaf of bread. I need to make a moitzi, 100%. And I need to say, is there anything that I can do that will remove the definition of bread and therefore change this bracha from hamoitzi to mezainas? If I take bread and I break it into very, very small pieces, the simplest example of that would be matzah meal. If I have a mishigas, and I'm sure there's people out there that do, that just love eating matzah meal. Matzah meal is bread, which is bread, which is matzah, which is bread. We'll discuss matzah at at a later date, but matzah today is considered bread. If I take matzah meal and I start eating it, Tiny bits of bread are still considered bread. So if I take my bread and I turn it into bread crumbs or matzah meal and I start eating it by the spoonful, I would need to wash, make hamotzi and say afterwards if I ate a kazais or kabetza. Matzah meal is bread. 
If I took that matzah meal and I mixed it together with egg or milk or honey, let's talk about a kneidlach, just for an example. I made the, a batter for kneidlach. The way I make kneidlach is I take matzah meal, but don't tell me if I'm wrong because I've no idea. I just have a little bit of a, something in the back of my mind tells me that you make kneidlach out of matzah meal. I must have seen my wife doing it on the other occasion. Uh, she makes very good kneidlach, by the way. Uh, uh, you take a matzah meal and you mix it with with egg and oil and whatever you mix it with, and you make a batter. So I've now taken those the, these crumbs of bread and I've mixed, I've bound it together again, I've bound it, I've bound it together with this honey or egg or oil or milk, whatever it is. So I've made a new type of dough, and kneidlach is probably a belila ava. It's not as thick as, as a it's not as thick as a bread dough, but it's a thickish dough. It doesn't pour. Uh, don't think if you poured it, it would actually pour. It would probably blob out rather than pour. But if it does pour, then maybe my kneidlach are different to yours. Um, I don't know. Again, anybody wants to correct me how to make kneidlach, they can give me a lesson a bit later. But if I then take that kneidlach, the, the batter of kneidlach, and I want to eat that, if it has a form of bread to it, then I still have to make hamotzi. If it loses its form of bread, which what what happens when you make kneidlach, when you make a batter of, of ready to, to cook them for kneidlach, you try to eat that. It doesn't look like bread and feel like bread. It's completely lost its form of bread. Then you would make a mazonus and you would not make hamoiti. If, however, I mix it together and it retains some form of bread, then I'd make hamoiti. I have no idea, no example of that one may be. Another example of this would be bread pudding. If I took bread pudding, I took old bits of bread. We will come back to bread pudding a bit later, but I take old small bits of bread and I make a bread pudding. The way I would do that, I imagine, though I've never made bread pudding, is I would take these bits of bread and mix it together with different ingredients which binds it together into some sort of uh, doughy type of mixture. And I then put it in the oven to bake. We'll come back to that a bit later. But the mixture of the bread pudding would be a similar idea. I have bread, small pieces of bread. I mix them together and I, bound it, I bind it together with liquids like honey, oil, milk, or egg. If it looks like bread, I would make hamotzi. If it doesn't look like bread, I can make mazonis. If I take small pieces of bread, less than a kazais, and then when I, when I say small, I'm talking about pieces of bread less than a kazais. It doesn't have to be tiny. That's why bread pudding is relevant. Small pieces of bread is any piece less than a kazais. If I take pieces of bread less than a kazais, and I soak it in water, or any other liquid, if it stays soaked in that water long enough that it would discolor the water, so if you would take a piece of sourdough bread and then drop it into a cup of water, after a while the water would slightly change color, which would really change color slightly. In the wording of Chazal, it's the water is nislabin, it whitens. Then that's considered that the water has penetrated into the bread enough that the bread is not considered bread anymore. It's lost its form of bread and you would make a bracha of mazonis. If, however, you put small pieces of bread in liquid, and it doesn't change the form of bread, it doesn't stay there long enough to whiten the the liquid, then if you ate that, you would have to make hamotzi. So an example of this would be, some people have a, you know, when it comes to Pesach, you're desperate to find foods for your kids. And since we don't have cereals on Pesach, well, today you can buy Cheerios on Pesach. I'm not sure how edible they are, but you can buy a box which says Cheerios on it, kosher the Pesach. But if in the old days, we used to give our children matzah meal and milk with a bit of sugar on it. Uh, and if they were lucky, if they behaved nicely, uh, then we, that, would, that would be their breakfast. Now that would actually probably 
obligate you to wash, make hamotzi, and bench afterwards. Because matzah meal is hamotzi. It's soaked in liquid, but it's not soaked long enough to change the color of the liquid. The liquid would remain. The bread is still therefore considered bread. I would have to wash. If I left it in there long enough, they became so soggy that your kids wouldn't eat it, then maybe if you did eat it, since it's been there long enough that the liquid might have changed color to white, then you could make a bracha of mazonas. But in normal circumstances, the bracha would probably hamotzi. That's all we were discussed till now with regards to taking bread and breaking it into small pieces, less than the kazais, or even into crumbs, and eating them and changing their form either by mixing it together with other liquids or by soaking it in milk and soaking it in milk and and water, whether it retains its definition of bread or not, that's that's the halakha we've discussed till now. But what would happen if I took bread, which is more than a kazais, or a kazais and plus? So let's talk about half a piece of bread, which is probably the the uh, smallest size of bread that would be, would constitute a kazais. Again, of course, if I ate a half a piece of bread, that's bread. If crumbs are bread, then this is, the half a piece of bread is definitely bread, and I need to make hamotzi. If I took those pieces of bread and I mixed them together with eggs or honey, and I made a new type of dough out of it, a new type of mixed or combined it together with honey or eggs or oil or, or whatever, or milk, whatever you'd like, then I, the bracha still remains hamotzi, even if it loses its form of bread. So even if it completely breaks down into a different form, but since it starts off as bread with a, the share of a kazais to it, a kazais of bread nearly always remains bread. So even if I change its form by binding it together with other liquids, it re- remains bread, and I still have to make a broch of hamotzi. If I soak it in water, a kazais of bread, I soak it in water, and it changes the color of the water. That means the water has affected the bread significantly, but since it starts off as a kazais, it remains bread, and I need to make hamotzi. This will be relevant to bread pudding. As we mentioned before, if I make bread pudding out of larger pieces of bread, which are kazais, and I mix it together with whatever I mix it together with, then it could be that it remains hamotzi and not mazonis. I think most bread puddings are made out of smaller pieces of bread, but as I've never made a bread pudding in my life, I can't really exactly tell you how bread pudding is made. If I took these pieces of bread, even if they were less than a kazais, and I rebaked them, if by baking it, so for example, a bread pudding made out of small pieces of bread, maybe a mazonis before it's baked, if I then rebaked it, put it back in the oven, and when I took it out of the oven, it looked like a loaf of bread, it would revert back to being bread, and I would have to make hamoiti. Now, whether our bread pudding looks like bread or not, not sure. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of bread pudding, so I can't tell you exactly what bread pudding looks like. But my, I imagine a bread pudding doesn't quite look like a loaf of bread. It probably looks more like a bread pudding than a loaf of bread. And therefore, you probably would have to make a resignus. If I take a piece of bread that's already been baked as a piece of bread and I cook it. So I'm taking a piece of bread that's baked and I then cook it. We'll come back to French toast a bit later, but let's talk about cooking in a pot of water. Now, why you should want to cook a piece of bread in a pot of water, I have no idea. But if you did cook a piece of bread in a pot of water, if the bread was a kazais, 
then you you will make hamoitzi, even if it's cooked. If the bread was less than a kazais, you will make a mizonis. If the bread was a kazais, it doesn't bother me if it loses its former bread or doesn't lose its former bread. Bread of a kazais always remains bread, even if it's cooked. If it's less than a kazais, since I've cooked it, even though when we stick bread, pieces, small piece of bread together, we differentiate between when it retains its former bread or when it doesn't retain its former bread. But when I cook it, since I cooked less than a kazais, even if it comes out looking like a piece of bread, I do not make hamoitzi, I only make mazonis. So therefore, when we're talking about kenedlech, which we discussed on that before, kenedlech is made out of small pieces of bread, matzah meal. They're bound together with other liquids. So you make a kenedlech batter. As we said before, the batter itself probably doesn't look like bread and would be a mazonis. But even if it did look like bread, you then take the kenedlech and you then cook them in water. But since you're cooking small pieces of bread, less than a kazais, they'll lose it. It'll lose its status of bread. And therefore you can only make him zones and knedlech and nothing else. Frying. And let's talk about frying because that's probably the most practical part of the second half of what we've discussed this evening. French toast. Now, the way we make French toast is we take, we take a piece of bread and we fry it in the frying pan. Is frying considered cooking or is frying considered baking or is frying considered something in between? Now, if you deep fry something, if you deep fry something, that's definitely considered cooking. So therefore, my donuts, as we discussed before, is definitely considered cooking because we deep fry donuts. If you just have a tiny bit of oil in there just to stop it burning. So I take a piece of bread and I toast it in a frying pan and I, and I just smear a bit of oil in just to stop it burning. That's definitely called baking. That's not frying. As we said before, a small bit of oil to stop it burning doesn't actually change the format of the bread. It's just there to stop it burning. So it retains its definition of baking and it's considered bread. Here we're discussing French toast where I'm putting a small amount of oil in, not a huge amount. It's not deep fried, but I'm frying my bread in a small amount of bread, in a small amount of oil. What is the definition of frying? Is that called cooking or is it not called cooking? Now, if I put a large piece of bread in my frying pan with a small amount of oil, then it makes no difference to me if it's cooking or if it's baking or if it's frying. It makes no difference because a large piece of bread, which is a kazais, is uh, always retains its status of bread and will always be hamoitzi. So if you make French French toast out of a, a, a half a piece or a whole piece of bread, it'll always be hamoitzi. But what would happen if you wanted to do something nice and you, you cut little uh, forms of uh, little uh, people and you, you fried them in the frying pan to make small little French toast out of little people? I don't know, you're making a birthday party or just something exciting for your kids for supper. And each piece of bread is less than a kazais. And I'm frying them, not deep frying them, because deep frying would definitely be bishul, and then I would definitely make mizonis. And I'm not just baking it in my frying pan with a tiny bit of oil to stop it burning, but I'm actually frying it. Now, that is a big machlekes. Is frying equal to cooking? Or is frying equal to combining small pieces of bread together? What status does it take on? Does it take on the status of cooking? And therefore... If it's cooking and it's less than a kazais, I've made these little gingerbread men shapes and I've fried them in my frying pan. And each piece is less than a kazais. 
If it's like cooking, then I will only make a shak. I'll only make mizaynas on it because, as we said before, small pieces of bread, even if they still look like pieces of bread, once they're cooked, are mizaynas. If, however, it, it frying takes on the status of bread, small pieces of bread that are combined together, as we said before, then there's a difference between whether it looks like bread or it doesn't look like bread. If it looks like bread, it'll re- it'll retain its its bracha of hamaytzi. If it doesn't look like bread, it will then have the halacha of mizaynus. Therefore, this is a huge suffolk in halacha. Making small pieces of French toast is a very big suffolk in halacha. And the Mishnah Buri is quite uh, strict on this. And he says one should try and avoid the scenario if one can. If you are going to make French toast out of gingerbread shapes, then try and make them a bit larger. Go and buy yourself a larger uh, cutter of gingerbread cutter and fry that bread rather than the small ones because small ones will be a suffolk. Or wash on another piece of bread and then you won't need to make a bracha on the French toast as we said before. There's something which you have a suffolk on. If you eat it as part of your main part of, part of the main part of the meal, then the bracha on the hamoitzi would absolve you of making a bracha on that French toast. But just to have French toast on its own, which is less than a kazais, being fried, not deep fried, but fried in a pan, is a suffolk, what bracha to make, and we should try and avoid it if one can. The same would apply, and I think I've got the right name, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but I imagine kremzelach is a very similar type of thing. It's made out of small matzah meal, small pieces of bread, which is mixed together with other liquids. Now, if when it's mixed together with other liquids, it loses its form of bread, then fine, it'll be a mazonus. If it doesn't, and I then fry it, and I then fry it, it will be the same problem. If it doesn't look like bread, then it'll be mazonus. If it does look like bread, then it'll be hamaitzi. If it doesn't look like bread, sorry, if it doesn't look like bread, it'll be a suffolk. So if it doesn't look like bread, it'll be mizaynus. If it does look like bread, it'll be a suffolk. And that's my problem, again, repeated. If I make kremzlech out of large pieces of bread, which is a kazais, then I'm back to making hamoitzi on them, irrelevant of how, what happens to them. I hope that's given you a bit of a background to the com- complexities of what bread is. But before we finish, one has to remember, whenever we talk about bread as being bread, and the bracha is hamoitzi, that always requires a nitilis yadayim beforehand with a bracha of hamoitzi and a, a bracha of bichas hamazon as the after bracha. If it's mazonus, you do not need to wash your hands. Whenever the bracha is a mazonus, even if it's bread, so even if it's a type of bread which is bread, but loses its status of hamoitzi, for example, pasabab kisnin, or bread which have less than a kazais, which have... Uh, mixed together with other liquids or I've cooked or whatever it may be where it loses its status of bread then I do not wash, I make mizaynas and alhamichir. I do not wash, I make a brachas and alhamichir. All these types of breads that we've discussed just now that lose their status of bread. So even though it was originally baked and it was called bread, I've lost, it's lost its status because it was cooked or fried or whatever the definition, whatever the situation was. I, I made a batter like for knedlach, whatever it may be, where, as we discussed, it loses its definition of bread. Then even if I ate loads of it, it's not considered bread. It's lost its definition of bread. And even if I ate loads of it, the broth will remain designers 
and al hamichyo. The only time I would make a hamotzi on something that may carry a broch of mezainus is when I eat large proportions of it. Is only pasah barbekisnin and bread which is thin, made out of a, a liquid batter, baked as a thin bread, but not very thin. As we said, the truknin, a slightly thicker bread, perhaps the pancakes, we're not quite sure. Then if I eat a large amount of those, I would make hamotzi. But anything else that we've discussed today, anything that doesn't carry the four conditions, or anything that was bread and has lost its definition of bread, and therefore carries a bracha of mezoinus, will never have a bracha of hamotzi attached to it. Irrelevant of how much you eat. So that's given us a bit of a background to what's considered bread. And really, all we've done today is define bread for ourselves. We've done no more than that. We've managed to throw in some examples just to make it a bit more understandable and practical. But in reality, all we've done is define bread. Bread has to be something with the four conditions attached to it. It mustn't be cooked. It retains its status of bread, irrelevant of what you do to it afterwards, unless you cook it. And unless you break it down into small pieces and mix it with something that, that makes it lose its form of bread. But otherwise, bread is bread and you make a broth of hamotzi. Break it down, lose the title of bread, and it becomes not even cake. It's called non-bread item. It carries mazonus because it's made out of the five grains. The broth will be mazonus, but it's not bread and you will never ever say a broth of hamotzi. I hope that gives you a bit of a clarity uh, into the opening of the, the discussion of what is bread and what isn't bread and we have much more to discuss when it comes to bread we need to discuss cake at length we need to discuss when is considered kvir suda what's considered kvir suda what's considered eating large amounts and eating small amounts we already mentioned today that in certain cases large amounts will change the bracha we need to discuss what's called large amounts what's called small amounts we need to discuss the concept of a meal what becomes part of the meal therefore secondary to the bread subordinate to the bread so it doesn't need to have its own bracha and what's considered not part of the meal and therefore would need you to make a bracha in its middle, in the middle of the meal. Just for example, though we don't pass like that, Rashi held if you have a drink in the meal, you need to make a bracha because a drink in the meal is not considered part of the meal. We don't follow Rashi, we follow Tesis, who says that you do make a, you do not need to make a bracha and a drink in the meal. But the halachas of Suda are complex. We then we need to discuss halachas of Bechasamazan, which are relevant. When you make Bechasamazan, when you don't make Bechasamazan, when it's the rice and when it's Drambonon, and the different angles and different halachas which are relevant to Bechasamazan. And I think that's going to take us right way through, well into the depth of the of the winter. And I wish you all a very good night and very good health. And everybody should stay gesund. And we're looking forward to seeing you all back in good health next in two weeks' time at the same time. Thank you very much. Have a very good night.